Welcome to Edge of the Rabbit Hole in our June 6, 2017 episode, Hypnotherapy and the Paranormal with Peter Haviland. to another episode of Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I am Mike Ricksecker, author and ghost story, and with me, as always, is Vanessa Hogel, another author, of course, from Modern Road Media and Psychic Medium as well. And our guest tonight is Peter Haviland. He's a hypnotherapist and paranormal investigator, and um, you know, very, very experienced in the field. He's been around a long time and looking forward to uh, talking about his experiences. But uh, first, let's see. We have a lot of people down in the chat room already. Um, let's see, we got Carrie Parrish down there, Donna Gordon, Tracy Kramer. I saw Diane Hilbert in there before. I know Robert White was on like an hour ago. <laughs> he was just on a minute ago, too. Um, yeah, yeah, he's there as well. So a lot of people already in the chat. We appreciate it. We'll get to all the shout-outs, of course, uh, as we go through the show. Um, but where we are going to start, and I know a lot of people have been asking about it for... A long time now. Well, of course, there's Ghosty. So, again, you haven't got your Ghosty, get your Ghosty. I got mine! Hey. And, yeah, Vanessa finally has hers <laughs> back behind her. Um, but we also have the t-shirts. Edge of the Rabbit Hole t-shirts. I know you guys have been looking forward to those. Uh, the Mad Hatters. All you Mad Hatters, this is for you. I can get it straight in. There we go. I think we got it right. <laughs> Yes, you do. All right. I'm here to tell y'all people, if I can get that tattooed on my leg, you can wear it on a t-shirt. There you go. <laughs> and Vanessa did. She got a tattoo of the Mad Hatters. I got a tattoo commemorating our show and dedicating it to our Mad Hatters. Yeah. So it is a permanent brand on my person. Yeah, that's that's some conviction right there. Vanessa's getting yeah. a tattoo. Uh-huh. You know, to get to, you a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, it honors you guys. So. Yes. <laughs> mm. oh, I love y'all. Yep. And of course, I'm <laughs> I'm drinking my green tea, um, which hey, um, hey, and there's uh, Shauna, our chat shenanigator. She is in the chat room. She's gonna shake things up down there. <laughs> she got a T-shirt today as well. If if you're uh, paying attention to Facebook today, then you saw um, this afternoon that Shauna posted uh, her selfie with the uh, with the T-shirt. So, Ditto. So, Ditto. Yep. See? Hey. <laughs> there goes Vanessa. <laughs> yeah, I'm pathetic. And Veronica okay. Flores says, love your show. Thank you, Veronica. Um, we love you guys. <laughs> That's yeah. why Vanessa's getting a tattoo of the Mad Hatters. <laughs> yeah, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's on my Facebook. And uh, it's, it's, right, it's right there on the gam, y'all. Everybody can see it. Right there on the front. So... <laughs> I look down and I think of y'all all the time. Now, don't get pervy on me. Okay? Don't get, per- <laughs> don't get pervy on Vanessa. And don't get pervy on Shauna either. Uh, yeah. If you do, I'll have to come kick your ass. Dude, so. enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Sorry. So, um, some good news since I was tossing up the green tea and, you know, kind of alluded to some, turn it around, and alluded to uh, some healthy stuff. Um, some good news. They got some blood work in the other day. The uh, a lot of you know that I have the liver issue going going on, and the enzyme levels 
are lower. They're still a little bit elevated, but lower than they were back in the fall. So headed in the right direction. And uh, you know, thank you for all those who, um, when that was made public, uh, a lot of you, you know, were, were sending positive energy my way and all that. So I really want to thank you, and I appreciate all that because things are headed in the right direction. Got a lot of work left to do, um, but it's it's positive. So when that wine glass is within reach. <laughs> You can do it. I've got faith in your yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. And I am going to celebrate with a glass of wine whenever that gets under there. So I go I go back for that uh, checkup on the liver in uh, end of August. So, or it might be beginning of September, somewhere around there. So in any case, enough of all that. Let's get into our show for the evening. We've got a great guest out tonight, uh, Peter Haviland. He is um, he's a hypnotherapist. Um, so I really want to get into uh, to that. Uh, he's also a uh, he's been a paranormal investigator for a long, long time. Uh, one of the first paranormal uh, groups in Texas. So he predates like all the shows and, and everything, uh, which is really, really cool. So we're going to talk about some of that. So Peter, uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Hey, great to be here. Glad to finally hook up. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> We tried a couple times in the past, and there were technical issues. Um, there were even some technical issues tonight, if you can believe this. Uh, Peter's hard drive crashed, and so uh, he's, he's calling in on Skype on his phone. That's why he has a dog pick up there. That's a great looking dog. I wasn't going to let it go this time. We needed to get this done. Yeah, yeah, this is three times the charm. <laughs> Right, right. So, uh, Peter, why don't you go ahead for, for our guest um, who don't, you know, know you so well. Uh, why don't you give a little bit of uh, background info, um, you know, kind of about, um, you know, your, your experiences, your, your, you know, just kind of give us a little bio of yourself, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I had my first experience when I was about 12 years old. I was uh, watching monster movies downstairs in my parents' house. And uh, the room got cold. Uh, my dog um, sat up and alerted and kind of turned around and looked at the, uh, the, the stairs coming down in my parents' house. And uh, when I looked up there, I saw my grandfather walking down the stairs, solid as you or I. And he had passed the year before. So I had gotten up and I walked over there and I watched him come down the stairs. And there was no sound. There was, you know, there was no... Uh, no shuffling, no anything. It was just like watching a movie without sound. And then he made a left and went into the uh, into the hall closet, which is weird in itself too. Um, I opened the door, not expecting to see him there, and he wasn't there. But uh, there was a, uh, a a medallion that he had brought over from uh, Italy. That hung in two of his houses. So it was at that was that point in time that I kind of got the idea that he walked towards his possession, which you know later on through study, you know about energy and and things like that. Then I learned that uh, he was walking towards uh, something that had his energy on it. Uh, from then on, I just started studying everything I could on haunted houses and uh, and ghosts and. Uh, I mean, for a while there, going through uh, junior high and uh, high school, I was known as the ghost boy. I mean, you couldn't catch me without a book on, on something. Uh, when I was in high school, it ended up starting to get into some parapsychology. Um, I 
had a really cool um, teacher that uh, allowed me to write on um, things of parapsychology, and as long as it was within the curriculum. Uh, when I got into college, same thing. Uh, I I took some co- uh, psychology courses, and they allowed me to do that too. And I and I would have not have gotten to be able to do that unless I, of course, I sat down and and uh, talked to the, talked to my professor and talked to uh, the, my teacher in high school and, and told them that I you know I was real passionate about it and they wanted to support me on it. Um, I've been I, I, see I have uh, been going into homes since the age of twenty. Um, when I was first twenty, of course, there's really not a whole hell of a lot you can do uh, besides. Uh, Observe and, uh, and and comfort. Uh, I had one case when I was twenty that uh, there was a lady that uh, had I had heard that had noises in the uh, upstairs of her home, and uh, I heard that through, through a friend of mine. And uh, after that, uh, after I had found out where she lived, I went up and I knocked on her door, and uh, and introduced myself and told her, you know what. My interests were, and asked her if I could uh, if I could observe to see what was going on, and she was really cool about it. Uh, so I started going over there um, many times a week, and uh, one time she had told me that uh, she was getting ready to move and she was packing and stuff. And after she told me she moved, she was going to move the uh, the library upstairs. Uh, I heard something like a, a box falling, um, so I went upstairs. Went in the door, turned the corner, and I had a book thrown at me. Uh, and oh, wow. the book was uh, Gone with the Wind. <laughs> that was a big book I was thrown at you. Yeah, yeah, it was a hard book. It was a hardback. It was a it was a first edition. It was heavy. Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, go figure. Uh, but I mean, you know, through the years, uh, I you know I. I just uh, I, I would go, I would go to home. I would observe and uh, and uh, I would just learn uh, how things work. Um, I found that uh, Lone Star Spirits was uh, looking to uh, form, and I brought my uh, I brought my experiences with them and uh, and uh, was became uh, their lead investigator. And uh, we all there was like five of us that founded it on a Halloween. And uh, I think it was '96, and we got a uh, we had a uh, our presence started in '97 on the web, um, and it's just been going from there. Uh, the hypnotherapy part of it was is that I, I wanted to get into helping police with uh, cold cases, oh, okay. and I've, I've had the opportunity to do that. And through um, through what doing that and learning, uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of things that we do you know, that we we, we we make ourselves, okay, uh, hauntings uh, through stress and, and uh, traumatic events, and I've learned that quite a bit through uh, studying uh, the studying of uh, parapsychology as well as what uh, hypnotherapy does, and uh, have come to the point now of uh, kind of marrying the two and uh, relieving uh trauma and stress in, in folks that are having issues with their homes and I've had hauntings stop. So that tells me right there that, you know, a lot of what we experience is created by us through through our subconscious. Um, 
And that's kind of that's kind of where I am in a nutcase. Uh, nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> you said yeah. it. We're, we're all a little it's mad right. here. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I, I, I have two questions for you. Um, one, going back to your grandfather. Okay. That house he didn't live in, correct? That was, you just saw him in the house you were living in, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. He, he visited us quite a bit. If you, but if you can think back to the house he did live in, would his line of walking make sense? No, because the houses that he that he built, it was in New York, and they were first floor, and uh, yeah, and, he had, and they had basement, but I've, I've seen him walk downstairs and from the basement, and it wasn't, it wasn't anything like that. Um, when he stayed over at my parents' house, um, and he, he the uh, guest room was upstairs, so I, th I think it was more along the lines of him coming down from, the, from being in the guest room. Okay, so I was trying to figure out why he would go into the closet. You know, um, yeah, and I've been thinking, trying to think of that for years, and I've just, and the only thing I can think of is just the the energy of the of the medallion that he brought over from Italy. Very well, very well, could be. Um, Other yeah. than that, why would anybody go a closet? Well, I don't know. I mean, some closets are big and they got cool stuff in them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I saw a shadow person run into the living closet. So go figure that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. Now, the other question that I had uh, is in regards to us kind of bringing the hauntings on ourselves due to trauma, high stress levels and such. Um, do you find that people who have had um, traumatic childhoods and uh, a lots, of, lots of physical trauma and emotional trauma tend to be more sensitive to this? Um, it's, not, it's not so much of being sensitive to that. It's more... Um if they're in a situation that triggers that uh, subconsciously uh, through either a person or some type of a sensory um, object uh, is what I've found that usually creates the uh, recurrent spontaneous psychokinesis or poltergeist activity. Okay. I, just, I, I had um, four... I mean, to give you an example, I had a lady that had just moved out of her home. She got just got divorced, and uh, she found out that her, hus her husband was, um, he, he had put a whole bunch of cameras in the house and was and was, was uh, watching her uh, over the internet and would call her and say, why did you do this when you're supposed to do that? So she oh, was wow. like really freaked out that, that, she had, that she had had that happen to her. So when she moved into her new home, it was just her. So she became really hypersensitive because of uh, because of basically he, he trained her to be you know just to, uh, to be un, uh, to be um, to do whatever he wanted and uh, I had uh, I put her I put her under at her home and uh, released all of the issues of her being uncomfortable in her home and also replace it with a positive reality that every time you're at home you feel safe and secure and uh, and, and and every day it gets better and better and after I did this she had no she had uh, no uh, no issues after that oh good that's interesting that's and, and that makes sense though Mike I mean you know especially with what you and I were discussing earlier you know um, when somebody has been under a controlling hand like that 
um, even for a short period of time, it, it can have a psychological effect. Oh, absolutely. Yes, it can. Very interesting. I never would have thought about that that way. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I get, I get in a lot of arguments with folks about that because they seem to think that uh, they, th they seem to think that um, I, I think that everything is RSPK. It's not, but a good portion of it is. Do the you know the times that we're in today, uh, the stressors that we're under, um, relationships aren't like they used to be. Yeah, and you know a lot of people tend to uh, you know they swallow all that. Uh, emotion still, and that's the emotion that comes out uh, through the subconscious and manifests, and it, and it looks and it looks almost like a haunting. But uh, you know, once you start, when you do an interview with somebody, and you kind of get, you kind of understand, uh, and you delve into what the issue is, and you look at the trends of what of uh, what they're dealing with. You know, like what happened before? Uh, was there an argument? Uh, you know, what were you thinking about before? And once you start see, looking at the trends, you start to see what the triggers are. And nine times out of ten, the triggers are what we do. Yeah, we had a case in Maryland um, a few years back where you know, it was a teenage girl, and you know, the activity that was going on in the house was always, you know, when she was around, and you know, some some sort of stress situation was was happening at the house, and so you know, essentially, she was creating her own. Own poltergeist activity. Um, so it sounds like it's very similar to, to what you're talking about there. Yeah. Well, then, you know, you got the angst of a teenager, and they're growing up. Uh, you have, um, you know, all, all of the uh, all of the things that go on with that. Right. Plus, all, you know, all the trauma and drama of, of being of being a uh, of being a teenager. So yeah, they, they, they manifest more than more than most. But yeah, it's it it it, it it's uh it, it could be uh. It, it, it can be a mess. Now I have a question. Um, you said nine times out of ten that ends up being the case that they're kind of creating their own paranormal situation, so to speak. Um, yeah, honestly, you don't know that. But yeah. yeah. What about the times when they aren't? Are you able to step in on a different platform? Yes, I am. That okay. And how would you go about doing that? Oh, then you have well, then you have what looks like the, that looks to be a uh, an intelligent haunting, um, which is the uh, uh, the conscious mind having survived death. So when you're dealing with something like that, um, and you find out when you deal with something like that, um, I use a medium uh, to to con to, to contact them, and you get re I get reference points, names, dates, places, and events. Of, of who we're dealing with, research it to find out if that's the actual person. A lot of times, you know, it's hard to get um, full names and things like that because it's just partial. Um, but um, it, when you can get something that's researchable, then you can then you see that you're dealing with um, uh, an intelligence there. And the really weird part about it is if you're dealing with an intelligence and you're not dealing with a whole person, you're dealing with you know, shards of the memory. I tend to think of it as like uh, just before death, especially traumatic death, the uh, the memory or the mind kind of does a dump and, and of where they're at, and uh, you kind of get bits and pieces of what of what they were in. A lot of the times, it's the last moments of their life. It could be, um, you know, uh, it can, um, um, uh, what the hell is the word? 
uh, unfinished business. It could be unfinished business where they, that's what they were so worried about that getting done or getting uh, information to somebody that that could be the information that you get. But if you're dealing with that, then I, then, uh, I deal with a medium to try to talk them through to pass to the other side. Now you have place memory, which is, you know, us being, um, uh, being, you know, people that uh, leave our imprints everywhere we go um, through the energy that we have um, and through repetition, then you have uh, place memory, which is, you know, uh, the stuff that replays over and over again, like a, like a tape recorder. Um, you know, it could be, it could be um, footsteps up and down the stairs all the time at midnight. It can, it, it can even be a visual of somebody that might have been pacing in a hallway, and you, but and, but they don't react to you. Uh, that's the difference between right. intelligence and uh, the place memory, is that if it reacts to you, you, it's probably intelligent. If it doesn't react to you, it's probably place memory. Right. And that is psychic selves picking that up. Hey, Peter, we have a uh, question from the chat room real quick, and it's about the you know type of hypnotherapy that you do. This is from uh, okay. Joanne Rubino. She asks, if Peter would put me under, could he bring out why I can't remember some of my childhood? Yes, I could. Okay. Um, what I would first do is uh, I would remove any and all blockages for the memories of your childhood. Chances are, and, you know, I don't know the case, but I'm just, you know, I'm just talking. Um, it might have been, it might have been something that you were not meant to remember because it was too traumatic. Or, um, it, you know, so I would try to release that in a kind and loving way, as in making a third person so you see it as a, as a, um, as a movie instead of reliving it. I, I'm a firm believer that you don't have to relive something um, to learn something from it. Uh, I mean, you've already lived through it once. Why right. live through it again? Um, so I, I, that's kind of what I would do. Okay. Does that answer your question? Well, um, we have a like about thirty second delay, so we'll see if she responds and that answers her questions. Okay. Well, what he's saying makes sense. I mean, I I have a very bad Swiss cheese memory of my childhood, uh, very bad. I mean, it's it's minuscule what I can remember, but I also had four four extremely traumatic physical events all before the age of two. Right. One which resulted in me having to be resuscitated. I have scar tissue on my brain because of another. So, I mean, it's... It, it, okay. it, Thank God you're here. <laughs> yeah. I, it, you know what, honey? It's a surprise. I'm telling you. I'm She's a survivor. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, and, and with my abilities, they the more scar tissue I get on my brain, the more they seem to enhance. And I was wondering, do you know about any connection with that? Have you found anything like that? Honestly, I don't know. I'd have to look into that. Please do, because I would love to know. Uh, yeah, I, 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 that, that sounds really interesting. I, I, I'd, I'd like to look into that, and I can get back with you on it. I appreciate that. I really do. I did a vlog on that, because I really wonder if there is a connection with head trauma and psychic abilities. And I've had multiple head traumas. Multiple. And okay. it just, I mean, even my scar to this day still hurts. I've got a scar about an inch long on my forehead. And we didn't even know I had scar tissue on my brain until I was in my 20s. And then the seizures. So it's, yeah, so it's, it's. I would be very interested to know if if there is any kind of connection there. Because I, I, I would rather it be that than, 
ooh, I, I was touched by the hand of God. Yeah. I, I, no. I was, you know, I mean, just tell me that I'm nuts because I got a big old cut in my head. You know, and that's why I can feel shit. So, <laughs> just... <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll find it out and I'll send it to you. All right. We have another question from the chat room. Thank you. This is from Shama. She asks, uh, is it possible to hypnotize a spirit with intelligent energy? If it is intelligent, probably, but I have never done it. So I, I okay. couldn't tell you yes or no. But theoretically, that, that might be possible? In, theor in theory, yes. But um, I, I, as I said, I've never done it, so I, I, I don't know how to answer that. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Not everybody knows everything. We were talking about that earlier. <laughs> um, but interesting. It, it makes, yeah, it's an interesting concept. Could you hypnotize a spirit? I'm sorry. I said it is an interesting question, though. Could you hypnotize a spirit? I mean, I guess since you know they you know had been human at one point in time, that theoretically you probably could. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I have worked with mediums before uh, to hone their their trance ability. So if if a me if a medium was in trance with a spirit and I and I hypnotized them, then I could see a possibility. Not that I haven't done it that way, but I mean I, I could see where it, it, it's a possibility that it could do or that it could happen. Okay. Um, these are the thoughts that could be out of the really good schools. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's switch gears here just a little bit, and you know, we'll probably come back. Okay. We'll probably come back. In I'm sorry. It looks like Vanessa's trying to say talk. something. She's cutting out. Sorry, Vanessa, we Try missed it. Here. You're cutting out. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Okay. Um, no, what I was, uh, you know, one of the things I was curious about talking with you uh, this evening was, um, you know, you started investigating, you know, with, with a group in, uh, you know, 1996, said you got the website up and everything, uh, 97. Uh, that's really before, like, all the shows. I think uh, Scariest Places on Earth might have been uh, 98, definitely before Ghost Hunters and all that. So, um, how was it? Had, we had sightings and we had uh, unsolved mysteries that were in the uh, Well, uh, yeah, kind of in the general, in the general realm of, of that, yeah. Uh, but they weren't straight up. They weren't straight up paranormal shows. I forget the seventies. You had in search of. In search of, yes, yeah. Um, but really, you know what we kind of considered the modern, you know, ghost hunting show. Um, you were investigating before all of that. So what I'm curious about is, you know, how for you was, um, in, you know, doing paranormal investigations back then different than it is today. After now, everybody's, you know. You know, seeing what they do on the shows, and you know, you got all these people out there trying to mimic that, and um, and, and all of that. How was it different um, during the mid nineties? Uh, it's it's night and day. Um, you know, back you know back when I was f first starting to do this, you know, as I had said, uh, when in my twenties, uh, it was I, I was uh, I was doing a lot of just observation, um, and even then, uh, it uh, you know even when you're observing. You have to you have to look at it this way. When you go into a person's house and they and somebody is talking about that they're having events happen, 
All right, they live at that house 24-7. All right, you call a team in. There is absolutely no freaking way that in a four-hour block that they happen to be there at the right place at the right time to capture anything. I don't give a crap who it is. Right. All right. Uh, I don't care if you go there and you are, um, if you send a, a, a B team to set up cameras for a week before you, uh, you know, before you get out there to work it. You just, it's just not happening. Uh, very, and if it does, it's very rare. Um, it, you know, a lot of it has to do too with uh, the advance of uh, of cameras and and uh, recording equipment. You know, true. Uh, we were doing, uh, we were using a lot of analog equipment back in uh, you know the nineties, early eighties. Yeah, probably more thirty-five millimeter cameras. Yeah, yeah, thirty-five millimeter cameras and stuff. You know, and to be honest with you too, to me that's the best evidence. It's hard to, it's hard as hell to fake something on a Polaroid versus something on digital. It, it just is. Um, and, you know, I, that's one thing I, I always when I talk, go out and talk to folks. Um, have a safety of uh, of analog equipment because if you capture something digitally and it's on your analog, nobody can argue with you, really. Right. You well, know, yeah, but, and we didn't really have Photoshop back then. I mean, there were some, there were some early programs, you know, yeah, in the early early nineties and what have you. That, but not everybody had access to that like we we do now. Well, and to fake it back then. You, it was artwork. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. You were having to do double exposures and you know all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, a lot of and also a lot of the two, um, it folks are into um, when they okay on the shows. They don't even know a lot of the teams don't even know who a lot of the forefathers are. You know, if you try to tell somebody, you know, ask him who Peter Green was or uh, D. Scott Rogo, uh, Lloyd Auerbach, uh, you know, Andrew Nichols, Barry Taff, nobody knows who these folks are. Right. They, they, they quote, uh, you know, they quote all the, the TV shows, but they don't know the folks that wrote the books that <laughs> these guys on the TV shows supposedly had read to do what they're doing. And even the folks that are on TV don't know them. Right. How can you know your? How can you know where you've been to know where you're going to go? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm that's, yeah. <laughs> I don't really. I don't know if I answered your question. No, it's no, it's a, that's a, a great point. You know, it's um, you know something that um, in relation to that, you know, we talk about here from time to time about um, you know knowing the background of these, you know, at least the locations that we're going into and the history behind it all, you know, even with the field itself, you know, and, you know learn those sorts of things so that, yeah, to, to know where you came from um, to get that foundation. So, no, yeah. I, I agree with that. And, and, and investigating, okay? Um, you know, everybody seems to think, you know, well, like I just mentioned, you know, the four-hour block, you know, four-hour block, your investigation's over. It's not that way. I mean, I, I've I've been on cases that I've moved into folks' house for a week. Yeah. And you know, to try to capture something, it usually has something to do with a child. Is when I do that, you know, because you want to you want to try to see what the hell's going on because you deal like I said, you're dealing with the kid. Um, and it, I don't know. 
I, I don't know how much you want me to rant. Hey, you're good. You got the floor. <laughs> yeah, we've been known to rant for a minute, Peter. Don't even worry about that. Um, quick question as you go into this rant, because I think it's going to be changed, <laughs> uh, is how, aside from the photography aspect of it, Aside from the the ease that there now is in order, you know, for people to, to fake evidence. I mean, you can do it on your damn phone, okay? Um, what has been the main phone difference? Apps. Huh? Phone apps. Phone apps suck. Oh, the phone is preach, honey. Preach. Um, but what is, compared to when you first started and really got into it, aside from the ease of being able to fake evidence, What's the biggest difference that you see now that you didn't see then? You can rant, honey. It's okay. Have <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to word it. Um, Honestly, that's all we care about. Professionalism. <laughs> There's a lack of professionalism um, now than there used to be. Uh, you know, folks... When we were in when we were in uh, homes, um, everything was kept confidential. You know, the house is a it, it, you know you, you invest money in your home. Uh, you don't want you know we never showed up in, uh, in in everybody wearing the same thing and and, and driving up an Ecto one and and all that sort of stuff. You know, being proud of your team is cool, but when you're dealing with a home in, in a neighborhood. You want to be, you, you try to be as uh, as quiet as you can because it's nobody else's business but the people that you're helping. These days, everybody wants to know that, hey, I'm doing this, this is cool, and it's not, it's, it's not research, it's entertainment. Most of the people out there are out there for uh, the, thri- the, the adrenaline rush, uh, get, gathering with the same folks. Uh, and talking about stuff and uh, having a beer and it's not research. Research is the sitting in the uh, sitting in a room by yourself in the dark, twelve hours and getting absolute crap. Yeah. That's research. <laughs> yeah, it's perseverance what? too. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not putting everything that you're doing on Facebook uh, because, quite honestly, a researcher really doesn't care about that crap. But in all honesty, it it goes both ways. Not only do teams do that, but people want to believe that their house is haunted. And that's another thing. Um, You know, I really, um, since the TV shows, um, I have really, really just, uh, um, I don't bring my team out for just anything anymore. Um, And most of the time, the emails that I get is that you know I was watching on TV and and uh, oh, yeah. Zach said this place is uh, this place has got a demon and my house is doing the exact same thing and if Zach says it, it is what it is then it's haunted and I'm like and I try to go through you know well what are you experiencing could it be this could it be that and then they get argumentative well it was on TV like that it's haunted and, they, and I, I said well okay if you know this what's going on why are you calling me since you already have the answers right yeah it sounds like you're already the expert. So, you know, so, and I'm not claiming, claiming to be the expert, but if you're calling me for help, you know, I have to assess. And uh, a lot of folks don't even do that. Another one is, another one is that I get emails say, saying that they feel like they're possessed and they know the demon's name. 
And I'm like, well, it doesn't work way. Um, it, you know, if if you have, if you need to have a priest come out and do a ritual, uh, do the ritual, then one of the things that, if it is preternatural, is they hang on to that name so they don't. That's their last key yeah. to hold staying here before it's a, before it's you know. But, uh, pushed out. Yeah, having so the demon's is supposed to have power over it, so why would the demon give you its name? That doesn't make yeah, sense. So exactly, exactly. I said, so if you know the name, there's a, there's got to be another issue. And then when you start asking them about, you know, their uh, their if if not not I don't I don't state it as mental issues, but I mean, you know, their uh, if they've had any uh, uh, if they're seeing a psychiatrist or if they're see if they're seeing counseling. Uh, seeking counseling, um, you know, they don't like to hear that either because they just think that that's what's going on. And then they will look for a team that will bolster their uh, belief. And, you know, if you go in thinking, in team, if you go in thinking that the place is haunted and you're looking for evidence to support the haunting, you're doing it wrong. I don't care how much hate email I get. You, it, An investigation is... You go in and you let the evidence speak for itself, whether it is what you think it is or what it's not. You look for all the other things around it. You don't look. You don't look for. You don't look for evidence to support a haunting. That's not why you're there. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I, There's. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that there's. There's crap on both sides, and it's, it's all just kind of bolstered by what's on TV. And you and I have had so many discussions about this that, you know, I, mean, I know we're on the same page on that. Peter, uh, knowing these, knowing these situations happen on both sides, I mean, what, what do you do and what do you suggest others do to try to calm that down a bit? If, well, I, I, mean, I, I don't understand the question you're asking me. I mean, calm down uh, what, uh, the... The behavior, or the behavior between both homeowners, um, location owners that charge an exorbitant amount for people to get into, and teams. You know, I mean, what do you do to help that? Or you know, I I don't, I don't have a problem with people charging to get into the locations. What I do have a problem with, though, is these, is the fees that they charge, Um, and I can't remember exactly. uh, what some I can't remember, exactly remember prices on some places. Well, I think it's like twelve hundred to get in the Waverly or something like that. You have to have a certain number in your group, and yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Like well, I think one place is a hundred bucks per person. You have to have a, me- a minimum of ten to go through. I yeah, think that was, yeah, stuff the, like that. The place, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, TV gave them the opportunity to do that. Now. You're not investigating when you have 10 people roaming around a a dusty-ass building that is rumored to have activity, which, whether it does or doesn't, you know. The thing is, though, my thought is this, okay? If once you've proven that there's something there, then you're not investigating. It's a tour group. No. I very well could be. That, that's that's an interesting I'm, way to put it. I'm well, sorry. I, no, I, I, I get where you're where you're coming from because, um, like, I helped out with a public investigation down at Old South Pittsburgh Hospital this past weekend, 
and yeah, I, heard, I heard that place is uh, pretty pretty hot happening too. Um, yeah, that's that's what I've heard, and there was some mild activity going on this past weekend. It, it wasn't as hopping, uh, at least this past weekend, as they uh, as they say it is. Um, but one of the things with with, and, the, with the, you can't blame the, the you can't blame the location for that. Well, no, as no, no, an no. energy things things rotate in, things rotate out. Right, and you would the, you and as you had mentioned uh, about the location owners. There's a lot of pressure on them to uh, to make something happen. So there's a lot of locations out there that 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 are faking crap too. Oh yeah, there there are. Um, this one, I, I they I don't think anything was being faked at all. Uh, but you can't make the paranormal oh, happen on demand. I, 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 I didn't specifically say that. <laughs> no, I didn't. I know you were, and I know you were. Yeah. Um, but you're right that some places do. Um, you know, because yeah, you can't make the paranormal happen on demand. So what happens when you have you know, a night that is just dead. Yeah, um, you, yeah, exactly. You, you got a, you got a thousand dollars worth of a group coming in, and you have absolutely nothing happening besides getting black lung. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not black lung, but you know, black. I'm sorry. You broke up. There's a problem with this. I've talked about this on multiple shows. Okay. Yeah, I know. I keep breaking up, and so do y'all. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Can you hear me okay now? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, we talked about this on shows. Uh, that is where the problem lies, and this is where I put it straight into the hands of the public. Because we're all smart people. You know, we're all adults, pretty much, who watch this stuff and, and, and who are interested in this stuff. And they need to understand that there is a very real possibility that you could pay $60 to $100 and go and spend four or five hours in a place and not a damn thing happen. Mm-hmm. And they need to be okay with that because that's well, life. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 completely. You know, if that's what you want to spend your dollar on, I don't I don't care. But but put it for what it is. You're not investigating. You're it's just it's a tour group. You know, you you're even if you're investigating. Well, even if you were investigating, I'm going to. But you're not. Uh, but but you're not. You you, you have no controls. All right, you have a guy that's leading you through. You got ten people, um, you know, walk, you know, going through, going through the, uh, the the level that you're on. You're just basically taking pictures and kicking dust around, so everything that you're going to be taking is going to have quote unquote orbs in it. Uh, you know, you're not investigating. There's no there's no controls. There's no there's nothing to it, other than just going through because it had you've heard that there's a, a phenomena there. Or there very well might be phenomena there, and you want you want the opportunity of experiencing it, which is fine, but it's entertainment. It's not it's not research. Well, it depends on where you're going. In in November, uh, a team that I work with and myself are going to be at West Virginia Penitentiary, not doing a tour. Now we're paying to do this. But <laughs> well, if it's, if it's set up that way, then that's cool. Yeah, yeah, we're having full run of the place. That having been said, each and every last one of us, even though we do this, even though this is our field, we know there is a very real possibility that we will go there and spend four to six hours and not have a damn thing happen. Well, and that's what I wish most people would understand is that can happen. That's just it. Well, ninety <laughs> percent of the time, that's what that's what's going to happen. Uh, you know, as and, and we've all we've all done investigations. We all sat in the house for twelve hours and logged down nothing. 
Yeah. Well, and, and Peter, I think I understand where you're coming from because um, if you're just going to one of these locations, you know, first time, um, you know, really, and maybe you can take it from a you know research perspective in which you're finding out about you know the history of the location, uh, what's happened there, and who it is said it is there and is supposed to haunt there. Um, but you can't in, in just one sitting. Um, you might be able to get an introduction to uh, a spirit that's there, but you're not going to be able to develop that rapport. Um, it's one of those where you have to keep yeah. going back and back and back. And so, you know, that was one of the things when, you know, we were doing the investigation this past weekend that I was, you know, trying to talk to about the, the group that we were with. And we had, oh, what, six in our group. So it wasn't, you know, too large of a group. But again, you had like many throughout the entire complex. Um, you could hear some of them down, you know, the uh, the hall or whatever. But in any case, um, you know, and, and I, I try to, to tell them, you know, introduce yourself, you know, who you are, and, you know, because that's about as much as you're going to be able to do in that type of, of setting. I mean, yeah, you can sit there, you can play with your meters, and we had one guy that had his head buried in an app, you know, because that's what he saw on TV yeah, or so whatever. So, so. <laughs> but, but so you had... You had control over it, though. You weren't in a you weren't in a tour group. To a degree, yeah, yeah, to a degree. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the staff members was there to you know kind of tell everybody what had happened in in this area of the of the hospital and all that. So, like I said, to that extent, you know, you're doing a little bit of research, but um, th there's no way you could really develop a relationship with the spirit in that you know short amount of time to really do any any significant. Um, investigating and learn about you know who they are, why they're there, you know anything about you know uh, about paranormal, supernatural activity. If that's you know what you're going for to try to learn about the you know afterlife or whatever. Um, so I, yeah, I kind of I kind of understand what what you're saying um, in in that regard. So I don't know. I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I, see, I, see where you, I see where you both are coming from, uh, most definitely. Um, I have fairly decent luck being at a place for a short amount of time and getting a, and getting a decent amount of information, but it but that doesn't mean it's always going to happen that way, you know. Um, right. now, have Have you found Peter that when uh, when you were going to these locations, if you even still go to these locations, um, have you? I, 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 to be honest with you, I, I don't go to those locations. Uh, I I'd rather put the money into uh, research and uh, research and equipment. Uh, I go to enough. Uh, I go through. I go to enough uh, homes uh -huh. that I don't, I don't need to go to those places. Okay. And to, and, and and you know and, and I'm not I'm not ta I'm not taking it away from anybody that does go. It's just that to me it's, they're kind of a waste of time. My opinion. Uh, because if if it's already brought up that there is phenomena there, um, you know, then to me it's not worth going out because it's already done. Now the other part of it too is is that you know you got a lot of folks that want th want things to happen. They will talk the, the, themselves into something happening, and then that also becomes part of the folklore of the place. So you don't know what is happening and what isn't. So you know, I, I just rather put my thousand dollars towards uh, equipment. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it's, you know, it's, it's you know, opinions vary on that. For me, um, it isn't so, because I don't have one piece of equipment. I don't own one piece of equipment except for this bad boy right here, this head, um, and another. Uh, well, he, well, <laughs> well, no, I, I understand. Uh, you know, me being a psychologist as well, you know, uh, I, I look at I look at what we do before, you know, throwing out any cameras and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, that, I, that is completely true. Um, you know, but, you know, every once in a while you do have to, you do have to light a house up like a Christmas tree to get what, what the issue is. And you do that through assessing what's there so you're not taking out a whole trailer worth of stuff. Yeah, see, and, and for me, it is so much less about proving to anybody else that there's a haunting there. I, I don't, because I asked Mike, I don't give two shits if people believe me or not. Right. Um, <laughs> my, uh, my goal in going to places that I go uh, is to help those that are there, whether they're living or dead. Period. Uh, if oh, people yeah. believe me, cool, fuck off, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, and so, I mean, even, like, I, I haven't hit a lot of the hot spots just because... I work, you know, and I don't have a lot of chance to do that, um, but I'm hoping that when I get to, that I will have the same success that I've had at places that are less well-known, residentials and, and, you know, other places where people really haven't spent a lot of time, and, I mean, that's kind of my goal, so, I mean, do you, yeah. is that how you go into places, I mean, it, you your sole goal is just to help who's ever there, living or dead, or is it solely for scientific purposes. My, well, I want to help out people when, whenever I go in, whether that's whether that's uh, um, documenting anything that's going on there, or finding out what is going on with the person, and uh, helping them if I need to if I need to use utilize my hypnosis skills uh, to help them through traumatic events. I do that. So, yeah, I mean, it's always about helping folks out. Uh, you know, most of the time when I go out and I set stuff up, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's either misidentified, it's either misidentified or structural uh, stuff, um, usually, and that's going on in the home. Uh, unless, you know, unless they're manifesting, um, you know, uh, RSPK in the home. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm 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 all for helping folks out. If there's if there's something intelligent there, uh, you know, I've been part of more than uh, more than my share of uh, using uh, mediums to pass people people. So yeah, I mean, it just really depends on what type of hat you need to wear. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't have this hat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought that shit was funny. Uh, um. But no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you kind of broke uh, up a little bit. Absolutely right. Now, has there ever been a situation where, um, where you, where it appears that the person, the living person in the home, is manifesting or, or bringing all this on the, all themselves, but it actually does turn into a haunting? But whatever the, the trauma that they've had in their life that that. Causes to be that they actually drew it to them. They they weren't causing it, but they drew the spirits to them. Do you find that? I've had place memory in a home happen, and it triggered uh, uh, recurrent spontaneous psychokinesis on somebody, and they were manifesting at the same time. So yes, there's mm -hmm. there's la there's layers there's there, there's layers uh, going on in a home 
sometimes. Uh, most, of the t most of what I've experienced has been place memory. Um, if, if I'm dealing with something that's uh, you know, of a haunting nature, uh, it, uh, having something intelligent is uh, it's a lot more rare uh, than, than uh, what you know, people are always saying, you know, that they've got a ghost walk around, walking around. It's usually it's usually place memory. Uh, but uh, what was I'm sorry, I'm freaking out all the time, dude. I'm not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. what I do. <laughs> I said I'm surrounded all the time. All the time. I can see, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, hey, Peter, we have a uh, question from the chat room. This sure. is from Sean Gilmore. Um, it's really a, a very general question. He says, um, "In your opinion, what is the best way to investigate?" Best way to investigate is uh, having an open mind when you go in and um, looking at, and, and looking at all possibilities. Don't go in, as I stated before. Don't go in uh, trying to support a haunting. Go in there to find out exactly what's going on in the home, and the evidence will point to what it is. Okay. Uh, we have a second question. I hope that answered. Sean's question. Uh, we have a uh, second question from Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast. So go check out their channel as well. And uh, Sean Gilmore was from uh, EVP Paranormal, so they have a great channel. Check them out. Um, but from Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, um, says, my favorite question is, why take video in the dark? <laughs> is, he talk is he talking about the dead time? Yeah, yeah. It says turn on the dang lights so you can capture some good clear video. <laughs> well, I, I've had I've I've had a phenomena happen in the day as well as in the night. Oh yeah. Now, you know, it, it, it phenomena happens everywhere, uh, especially you know due to us us having us being psychic ourselves. You know, we you know we pick up we pick up things all the time. Now, um, as far as the day versus night thing. On TV, it's dramatic. Okay, now um, uh, you know it, using your infrared equipment at night at, during something during um, when it's more quieter. I can see why people do it that way, but um, you know, as I said, you can you know you can you can capture stuff during the day too, and you can use your infrared uh, camera too uh, during the day. I wouldn't use it for long periods of time because you you could have a tendency to burn out the filter if it's used too long. For too long, but uh, yeah, you can you can you can do that. Uh, I have a I, I have I a question for you, kind of a follow up to that. Um, my own question. Um, you know, talking with a lot of people um, over the past couple of years, um, they're actually it seems like they're starting to move away from IR cameras. They're saying, you know, we set up all this equipment, um, you know, all this infrared you know, technology, and we're not getting anything. We're noticing that when we just have a regular camera and maybe some flashlights or whatever that. You know, or you know, during the day, like you're saying, that we're we're picking up more on video. So, you know, do you see that as a trend that more people are, are starting to get away from from IR? You know? Well, if you're picking it up, uh, if you're picking it up on video, you're still using uh, you're still using cameras that are IR. You're just not you're just not using static cams. Okay. Well, and uh, I, I think they're yeah. So. I think they're saying they're using a regular camera rather than an IR camera. You know, they, they don't have the, the IR lights or anything. It's just a regular, you know, video camera. Well, 
you you can get you get you can get phenomena with a regular camera. Oh sure, yeah. Well, you're going to get more of the physicality uh, with a regular camera uh, versus an IR um, because the IR light tends to uh, reflect mass more than you know invisible mass versus uh, uh, you know a regular camera. But uh, you know, I, I set I set up. Uh, uh, I hate to call them this, but you know the Bigfoot cams. The, the uh, you go out and put them out for a look at animals. Yeah, I put that stuff. I put that. I put that stuff up around houses all the time, um, and to try to capture uh, the physicality of a haunting. Like deer it, cams. It, yeah, <laughs> deer cams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, deer cams. Hey, my my yeah. family is hunters. I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Now I have honestly found that I get as much, if not more evidence during the day than I do at night. Is is that uncommon? Or that, happens, that happens to me as well. Uh, you know, I, I've gone out to houses during the day and I've, I've personally seen physical movement at, at homes during the day. Uh, you know, I've seen, the phys- I've seen physical movement at night. You know, it, it just really kind of depends on when, you know, when either the availability of the house is or when you want to do it, in all honesty. It's just, uh, it, it tends to be more dramatic, though, uh, on TV when when you're doing it at night. And, uh, you know, and, and another thing that I'm probably going to get hate mail over, I'm not really big into, I'm not really big into having uh, folks screaming at, screaming at things in the middle of the night, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, trying to provoke, um, you know, Oh no, no, not oh, no. provoking. No, not provoking. No, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not really happy about provoking either. Yeah, it, it, it's more, pro, it's no, more uh, dramatic when you do that. Uh, you can get is just as much data as is uh, observing, and uh, you know, setting your cameras up in the right places if that's where the uh, the trends are, that is where the event is, uh, versus running around screaming at screaming at things. Yeah, that's because um, that's somebody's grandparent or kid or uncle right. or something. Treat them with some damn respect. That pisses me off like nobody's business. Well, and yeah. I will straight well, up. Well, it pisses me off too. But also, if you're dealing, if you know these 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 groups that go in, oh, on TV, the the uh, the places, the people that go in there and uh, use this. First of all, if they if they're asking a TV uh, or anybody to come in and look at a situation that is uh, that is really bad. Um, it's already a bad situation. So coming in and stirring up the energies by yelling at them and then leaving after you get your your uh, your shots or not or not, you you have now left them in a worse situation right. than they were when they called. Yep. Yes, it makes yep. you a dick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Vanessa. <laughs> it makes you a dick. You know, because there's, there's no reason for that. Yeah, and I've heard horror stories from, from families that have brought us in before. They talked about a previous team that had been in there and did that sort of thing, and then they had all holy hell break loose um, after they left. Yeah. yeah. I know, and you're like, where are you at now? Yeah, and there's absolutely no aftercare. Not, not, in all honesty, the only really, after, really, 
the only aftercare you could do with something like that is probably bring a medium in to try to you know to try to bring it down. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not like we're orkin and come in and try to spray for bugs. It just doesn't work that way. Right. Oh, it really yeah, doesn't. We're, and honestly, when they do that, when they activate and they antagonize and they provoke, they make it ten times harder on somebody like myself that's having to go in after the fact. Yeah. Ten yeah. times harder because that pissed off entity or spirit or ghost or whatever now has a whole other person that they can use as an outlet for their anger. And that's not so much fun, people, so just don't do that shit, because I don't like it. Or if you do it, don't call me. How about that? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that was fun. Yeah, they, rant. <laughs> Vanessa, tell them it like it is. <laughs> Uh, that's all good. If this is the internet, you can say dick. I, I, and I said it, what, four times at least? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're allowed to do that. I haven't said it. That's <laughs> no, you, you've been pretty restrained, Peter. I mean, <laughs> I, know, I know some of your opinions, and I think you, you've held it together pretty well. That's good. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. I'm trying not to be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's you know, try not to be a dick. That that's them. I, I'm your life coach. Just, <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was fun. Oh yeah. shit, Mike! It's nine thirty. Uh, it is. Yeah, ten thirty here. So our hour is just about up. So, um, yeah. So Peter, how can um. Now, how can people find you and find out more information about, you know, who you are, what you do, all of that stuff? Sure. Uh, they can uh, find me at uh, lsspi.org or redoakhypnosis.com. Okay, so you are doing, um, I guess, you know, people can hire you for the uh, you know, hypnosis sessions and all that? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I, I, I do, do stuff like, yeah, quit smoking. Weight loss, uh, stress management, anxiety. Uh, yeah, I do it all. Okay, great, great. So that was you said it was lsspi. dot org. dot org. Okay. Uh, Redohypnosis. dot com. Fantastic. So everybody, you better go check it out. I'm um, gonna holler at you for the whole smoking thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's what smoke on the show. <laughs> I just gotta be me. Hey. Gotta be you. All right. So let's get to our Mad Hatters. They've uh, they've had a pretty good chat going on. So let's show everybody. So and we do want to thank Peter for coming out this evening. We'll give him a send off here in just a few minutes. But let's go through. Of course, Shana, our chat shenanigator. Um, it just said Skype has stopped working. Did I just lose them both? I think I just lost them both. What in the world? Hang on a second. Let me try to bring them back. That is not good. I switched over to you guys and it killed the uh, it killed Skype on me. Computer issues. Okay. 
So anyways, I was gonna do the Mad Hatters real quick. This is the wrong Skype. Yeah, poof. Poof, it did all go poof. It's also the wrong one. I have like three versions of Skype on here. It's a little ridiculous. So, um, okay, so let's go through the Mad Hatters. I'll, I'll try to get them here in a minute. And so, yes, I wanted to shake. thank Shauna for doing everything that she does down in the chat room. It's always fantastic. And there, there we go. That's the right one. Um, Linz was here this evening. Thank you. Uh, still there. Tammy Heitzman, thank you very much. Uh, Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast. Um, yeah, um, it is real talk, no bullshit. That's right. Uh, Sean Gilmore, Ectovision Paranormal, thank you for dropping in. I always appreciate that. Let me try to get them back. Uh, who else we got? Donna Gorton, thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, Scalatea, as always. And here comes Vanessa back. Yeah, Vanessa, it just like totally blew up. Let me see if I can get. Um, Oh, he he said he would come back on another time too. So, you know, right. it's, uh, I'm sure it's fine. He was he, he had a good time. All right. So, well, we'll wrap it up then. Um, yeah, it just like totally poof, went poof, gone. Kaplui. Yeah, Kaplui. I switched over to the chat and it just Skype died on my machine. So yeah. don't blame me. <laughs> so right now I'm going through our Mad Hatters. Uh, Bethany Ward, thank you for dropping in this evening. Robert White from Australia, thank you. Eat the Shadow, really appreciate it. Uh, Angels Hoosier Nook. That's an interesting name, Angels Hoosier Nook. So, okay, it, it sounds like a, a YouTube channel, so, um, but I guess her name is Angel. Well, thank you for stopping in. Um, I can't see it, it's so blurry. Yeah, uh, da, 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 da. so who else we got? Um, Andrew Cox, I think I already said Andrew. Jared Osborne, thank you for stopping in tonight. Uh, it's Paranormal Endeavors in the house. Um, who else do we have? Adam Tillery stopped in. Thank you, Adam. Go check out his artwork. Great stuff. Joanne Rubino, thank you for your question earlier this evening. Um, Diane Hilbert, thank you. Pretty sure I already said Donna Gordon. Um... And let me see if I can get at least one or two more. Sea Star, thank you. And anybody else? Yes, Cowboy was in there. If you didn't get him, yeah, yeah, he was. Okay, I don't know if uh, was Stephen Curry in tonight. I don't know, but Cowboy was, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that'll. There we If we missed your shout out, you know, we, we apologize. It's it's a little hard to get everybody. Let me adjust Vanessa here real quick because right now you're just seeing her eyes. Yeah, but that looked kind of itching, didn't it? It did. It was just your eyes. It was pretty cool. All right. Uh, one thing I did want to do here. Um, let me bring it up. I'll go to where am I going? I'll go to the t-shirt idea. Okay. I'm going to show you Vanessa's tattoo. So that and the t-shirt yeah. idea didn't pop up. So I guess I'll go back to. You know what? I'll go to Ghosty. 
I'm not dropping my pants to show everybody on here. Well, no, no. Okay, there's ghosty. <laughs> so if you haven't picked up your ghosty, go ahead. But let me go ahead and add in Vanessa's tattoo, so everybody can see Vanessa's tattoo. So, um, there it is. Bring it in. I'll expand that a little bit. Check out those sexy yeah. freckles. We're all mad here, yes. <laughs> Vanessa's mad freckles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's her Mad Hatter tattoo that, um, so that's, that's some respect right there. She's respecting you guys, the Mad Hatters, with that. So, um, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yep. I love it too. It was funny. It hurt like a bitch. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I'm sure it did. It hurt. That is not fake, y'all. That was real. My blood, sweat, and a, a, a couple of little droplets of tears yeah. are invested in y'all. So buy your damn t-shirt. I love you. <laughs> okay, so we got the, uh, throw up the, the t-shirts again. Okay, hauntedroadmedia.com. Go to the shop. There it is. Um, if we do not have your size listed, because I know that may happen, because we got uh, smalls, medium, large, extra large, um, and I had already special ordered one because I knew ahead of time, um, but if you have a size that we don't have listed, when we do the next order, I will make sure to have that size ordered, so just hit me up with your size, and I'll make sure that size uh, gets ordered uh, the next go-around. So, I hope that takes care of that for anybody who needs a different size. Um, but, do you want that? <laughs> and it's a cool deal. We, you guys all like the design, so we got them done. <laughs> um, and they're sexy. Yeah, they are. The one thing that's a little different, the one thing that's a little different is the, the type here is pink instead of purple. I, I don't know what happened there, but, um, that'll work for now. <laughs> Um, so yeah, hauntedroadmedia.com, just go to the shop. They still stay. Yeah, they are. And of course, you got your ghosty out there. And um, of course, anybody who hasn't yet, please subscribe to the channel, of course. So, um, yeah, I think that about does it for tonight, right? I think we're good. I need to take shower and walk my dog, because damn. Because okay. damn. Because <laughs> damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Tammy Heisman says she thinks the pink looks boss. All right, yeah. cool. We're sassy. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine with the pink. I just wanted the, you know, the little splash of color in there when I put it together. And um, I don't. I was going. I went with purple originally because I like the black on purple. Like Shauna's black amethyst hair. That mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what I was going for. So all right. So, that'll do it for this evening. Um, yeah, and Robert White, I, I know you had asked about uh, international shipping because you're in Australia. Um, I can set that up. I'll let you know when I have Australia in there. Right now, I have Canada and the UK set up. Um, so, I can also do that for, um, for Australia. Yeah. And, yeah, at, like Shauna said, let's get to 300 subscribers. 3,000 3, subscribers because we will do another giveaway at 3,000. So, shout out the channel and all of that great stuff. So, that'll do it. Alright, everybody. Um, I'm Mark Rexacker. This is Vanessa Hogle for Shauna, our chat shenanigator down in the chat room. All you Mad Hatters, you guys are awesome. You rock. Have a good night. Bye.